Do you ever look at your checking account balance and wonder, where did all my money go? You try to be responsible, you skip the fancy lattes, you pack your lunch here and there, and yet the balance still seems lower than it actually should be. What if I told you the problem might not be your daily choices, but rather your bank account setup? Keeping all your money in one pot makes it easy to overspend without realizing it. But dividing your funds into separate accounts can work magic on your finances. In this episode, we're going to talk about the psychology behind why combining accounts often leads to draining your funds, as well as some simple strategies to divide and conquer your money. You'll learn how separate savings accounts can help you earn more interest, stick to budgets, and smash your financial goals faster. Even if you only start with a small amount by setting aside $20 or $50 a month, Automation is going to help grow multiple accounts easily. So get ready to divide and maximize your money. By the end of this episode, you will be inspired to streamline your finances by splitting up your funds the smart way. Now let's get started. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror. Where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Welcome to the Financial Mirror, and thanks for joining me today as we continue to work to improve the one thing that you can control yourself. Here at the Financial Mirror, it is not about the numbers and spreadsheets alone, but about transforming and educating you on money so that you can make smarter financial decisions. If this is your first time joining in, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube to be notified of all the new episodes as they release. If you are listening on a podcast platform of your choice, Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave that five-star review and a written comment as those go a long way in spreading this information to more and more listeners. Now, I this this episode is is different. It's definitely different. Separating your bank accounts will change your life, right? And you're probably like, this is this is silly. Like, why would I ever do that? Why should I ever even listen? Well, I'm gonna tell you that. Uh, I'll never forget the first month that I thought I, I was being super responsible with my money, right? Everything was going great, all was well, but I continued to like time after time check my bank balance and I was like, man, it's getting it's getting lower, right? And it was much lower than I expected over time and it just wasn't growing, it wasn't really doing much and this was back uh back when I was first, you know, really getting kicked off with trying to manage my own money. And what happened? Well, my checking and my savings were combined and it made moving money seamless to just dip into funds, right? Seamless. Like you, you start running a little low on money. You're like, Oh, but I really want to, you know, go out to eat. I really want to go to the bar. I really want this thing. And you just, it's, it's almost like second nature. You just dip into the savings, you pull it out. It goes into your checking account and now it's usable, right? It's usable and it's super easy, right? Because your savings account sitting right next to your checking account. Well, what I realized in that time was like, I've, like there's got to be a better way to do this, right? And so as I, you know, matured in how I manage my money and as you've probably, you know, realized over time, if, if that's something that you are consistently doing, you'll notice it's really hard to get ahead. It's really hard to get ahead because emotionally and psychology, psychologically, we, we would tell ourselves, well, I'm just pulling this out because I need it, right? Well, what I want to talk about in this episode is why that may not be the case. 
while you may not actually need it, and there's other ways that you could go about accomplishing that same task, the difference is, is that right now it's easy. It's much easier for you to go dip into your savings account, pull that money out, move it into your checking account and begin to utilize it. That is the easiest route. Now, what we're going to talk about today is how separating those, having your bank accounts separate, is going to change your life because it's going to show you that it's not about the accounts themselves um, and, and the easiness to move the money around, but it's really you having that that convenience to do that that is is enabling um, those habits. When we when we look at this today and we, we talk about how separating these is, is beneficial, I'm hoping that you can see that um, having that little slight difficulty in the ability to move money and transfer money around, it will make it where you have to think a little harder about how else you can accomplish getting that money for whatever that expense is that you needed. Or you might just realize that that expense wasn't needed at all. So, that's what I want to cover today, but I do want to focus on separating accounts can help improve your finances. It's one simple way, uh, and I'm hoping that by the end of this episode, you can see that it is it is highly beneficial. It's highly beneficial. There's way more benefit to it than not. So let's kind of jump into this first thing uh, that I wanted to talk about when it comes to this topic. The first thing is why should we separate our bank accounts? Well, I kind of alluded to this a little bit at the beginning, but human behavior leads us to dip into our savings money when it's all kind of collectively in that one account. Because while it's not in a single account, like they don't have the same account number, they do, however, share the same, they're in the same banking institution. So whether you're taking money out of, of the checking or savings or whatever, the bank doesn't care. It doesn't care what account it's in. It's just money. It's just money flowing through its streams. So the ease of transferring that will start to enable bad habits. Um, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. But when you start to separate those accounts, it adds a little friction that makes you pause and evaluate needs whenever those arise, right? So I, I, I tell clients this a lot because I, I noticed it in myself, right? I noticed, and I, and I talked about this at the beginning, but the number one thing that I, I notice is that like, when those accounts are together, you will you will instantly be like, oh, I don't have enough money to cover this expense. Let me just pull the money out of my savings account. Let me move that right into my checking account. That's not a good habit. That's not a good habit because what you'll start to do is right now that may be a need, right? It may be a medical bill that came up. It may be uh, something that came up that like a, like a tax bill or something that was un unexpected or Maybe, you know, there was something else that happened that, that required you a, 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 something with your home, maybe HVAC, maybe uh, plumbing, maybe something happened. You have an emergency, right? What will start to happen is those habits will get created that that convenience to pull the money out of the savings into the checking. You'll start to your what you're qualifying as a need as an emergency will begin to shift. It will begin to change and things that are not really in the category of needs or emergencies will start to have money coming out of the savings account to fund those. So I'm telling you that when you separate them, it does make you think a little harder. It does make you have to adjust your budget because let's put this into a scenario. Your plumbing is 
is stopped up and you have an emergency, like you either have it overflowing or you're not able to, to do, you know, something, uh, that involves plumbing, whether it be wash dishes or use the restroom, uh, or shower. And you need that, you need that to work and you need it now. Um, well, that's an emergency. And if your accounts were separate, you're going to have to figure out a way to, to make that work, right? To make that work. Most people, uh, right now are going to just go to their savings account, pull it out, pay for it. But there's always another option. Like, what if I didn't spend as much on food this month and I really cut back on how much I was going to eat out? What if that little gadget that I was going to buy now I don't have the ability to buy it because I take that out of my budget and now I'm paying for plumbing this month, right? There's other little things in your budget that you can now move around to compensate for that emergency. You see how we had to think a little harder. We had to go a little deeper than the than the surface level to say, well, the money's there. I'm just going to pull it out and I'm going to put it into my um, checking account and I'm going to pay for this. We have to go a little bit deeper than that. We have to say, you know, how else can I pay for this? Well, I could cut this spending. I could cut that spending and then I can I can pay for the plumbing. Right. That's a way. That's a way. Now, most of the time we do have um, we do have on big emergencies that are not like super critical, like life or death critical. Um, you do have a few days that you can normally, normally figure things out. So that's what I like to tell you is that, you know, it it just may, it just makes you stop and pause for a second. It's not that the money's inaccessible when it's in a separate account, but it does make it where you can't just conveniently go and grab it and move it into a checking account and spend it. Okay. So it just makes you think a little harder. It'll take two or three days for it to move from one from one banking institution to the next, but you'll have it. And then you'll be able to use it if it's a real emergency. But who's going to go through all that work, all that effort, if it's not a real emergency, just to pay for their whatever, right? Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully you you have, you know, a little bit more uh, self-control than that. But if you don't, it's a good first step because it will make it harder for you to, 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 to go and spend um, frivolously on just anything. Now, the one thing I wanted to say on this before um, I kind of move on to the next piece is I, I do hear this a lot from clients is, well, I have them in the same account in the same banking institution because I need the overdraft protection. And I always tell clients if they need overdraft protection, they aren't properly budgeting. You don't need overdraft protection. If you're budgeting properly using a zero based budget saying I'm going to make a thousand and I'm going to I'm going to spend a thousand. Right. Telling every single dollar where it's going to go down to where zero dollars left. You do not need overdraft protection. You cannot overdraft if you've told every dollar where to go. You're going to end at zero. You're not going to end at negative one. So there is no overdraft. So if that's a problem that you're having, your problem is not where your accounts lie. Your problem is budgeting. You're not, you're not being, you're not being very conscious of where your money's going. So you're overspending what you, what you've earned, right? Uh, the other piece that I do run into a lot with this is that people's expenses and when they get paid are different. I do tell people to go and contact who those billers are to try to work out changing those dates. So they align with the paychecks. If that's not possible, there are other strategies that we can go over together. Uh, just head over to my website, hit a free consultation and we'll, We'll walk through your exact setup because, you know, maybe we can go a little deeper and really get you set up and on the right path with some financial coaching. So uh, big root issue here is overdraft protection is the consequence of not budgeting appropriately. However, 
separating those bank accounts does make it a little more challenging to pull money out and buy and buy things that are not needs or not emergencies. Uh, just adds one little 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 control layer to prevent that from happening. Now, what's another benefit, right? That's that's a that's a positive that makes it a little you know a little more controlled. Uh, but what's another benefit? Well, another huge benefit for you is that. Some of the best like checking account company or banks, maybe you're with a local credit union, maybe you're with, you know, you want to keep the local bank, you want to support your local community or whatever. Um, most of them do not have the best savings rates. Let's just be honest. They don't have the best savings rates. Online banks, those non brick and mortar have the ability because of their lower overhead, they have the ability to provide higher interest rates on their accounts. So what do I mean by that? Well, what I mean is that if you are currently housing your savings account in the same place as your checking account, and it's this local community, you know, credit union, um, that's awesome, but you're not getting the most out of your money, right? I pulled these stats right here, uh, and you can see this is just, you know, as of here in October of 2023, you can see we're like most of these accounts are averaging like a 4.5% interest rate. Go to a local credit union, you may be hitting three and a half, right? Big difference, big 1% difference in how much your interest you're going to earn on that account. So by by separating those banks, you can A, keep your keep your checking account with your local credit union, continue to support them. There's not much benefit of moving the checking anywhere else. Like where your checking account lies, as long as it's a, a you know insured bank and you know, all the boxes are checked for what we look at in terms of like a good banking institution, you know, insured. Uh, great um, great customer service, easy to work with, convenience uh, for you and the ability to add money. Uh, some people like the convenience of the direct deposit being available um, uh, before the the pay date and all those things. Like All those are great, great, great benefits. But having the savings account there does not, like just because the checking's there does not mean the savings needs to be there. So uh, in addition to step one, where we really talked about why it's so important to separate them, there are added financial benefits of separating those accounts, right? The higher interest rates um, will be amazing for you just to be able to earn more money on the money that's kind of just sitting stale there, right? Like it's not invested. It's not really doing anything. It's just sitting there waiting for, well, an emergency, <laughs> uh, but it's just sitting there. So let it earn as much interest as possible. So shop around, help your savings grow faster through compound interest just by getting into a, another savings account. And there's multiple out there. Um, I, I'm, I'm not paid by any of these, uh, but I do like I do like Marcus. Uh, Goldman Sachs, Marcus, uh, as of October 23, 23, has very competitive uh, rates. They do, you know, adjust them very frequently, which is amazing. Um, but all of those things are great. All those things are great. I'm not paid by Marcus. So if you go and do any of these, um, I'm just saying that, you know, me personally, I, I do think that I, I consistently see them at the top of many lists. Uh, they're not on this list right here. So I don't know who, I think I got this list from nerd wallet. Uh, so nerd wallet may be paid by these sponsors. I didn't look that up to see if they're paid by these people. I just wanted to kind of let this list serve as a guide to say, Hey, there's competitive rates out there. Compare yours to this. And, uh, really shop around if you can to earn more interest on your money. Now, that's that's two great things. Now, here is kind of the, the icing on the cake. I want to talk about how they can help you achieve your financial goals, right? So what do I mean by this? Well, the biggest thing is that we designate um, 
savings accounts a lot of times will open like most people have one checking account, one savings account. Um, and that's not a terrible thing, right? One checking account for money to come in and to spend one savings account for money to be saved for emergencies. Now I've talked in previous episodes and I'll talk again now about this, but there are these things called sinking funds, right? There are these things called sinking funds and what a sinking fund is, is a way for you to put money aside over time to get something, buy something, do something, right? It could be a vacation. It could be a house down payment. It could be a new car. It could be anything. And all it is is just this account that you put $50, $10, $15, $30, whatever into this account. And over time, it will grow. It'll grow and then you'll eventually hit your target and you'll be able to go on the vacation, buy the card, buy the house, whatever, over time. Well, some people use them for things like annual bills, like tax bills. Some people use them for, for you know, HOA dues. Some people use them for whatever, right? Whatever the case is, put it into a sinking fund and, and it grows. And it, it has a set, you know, normally has a set date that you're, you're trying to strive for. So you'd have the end goal. You would divide that out or how many months it's going to take you and how much you need to put in there each month, so forth and so on. These are great. With those high interest rates or higher than normal interest rates, the 4.5%, right? Those are really phenomenal for doing just that, for achieving financial goals. So I tell you that by separating your accounts, you can better achieve financial goals because you can open a savings account for every single goal that you have, right? And then once you hit that goal, change the name of that account to say, now this is going to be used for whatever, right? Pick I'm going to upgrade my, you know, master bedroom with new furniture. I don't know. Uh, but you can change the name of it. So that's kind of like how you can utilize all these different accounts. Now, are they are, are they hard to manage? Well, not really. Not if you're you're using some type of application to, you know, do like a personal finance management, like a Mint or a Monarch or a, a Rocket Money or a whatever, right? Um if you're using some kind of a system like that, you can see all of these accounts. So it's not like they're they're you need to log into fifty thousand platforms to see them all. But you can you can utilize these to to really strive for certain goals, and you can see it on the dot. Like I needed twenty thousand, and I just hit it. Let's do it, right? And you were just setting money aside out of that account. But when you keep them all together in one account, and you're like, yeah, I'm saving for my down payment. Where's your down payment at? In my checking account. Probably going to get spent. Probably going to get spent. You probably you have not named that account house down payment. That is uh, discretionary spending, and it will get spent. So the the idea here is that if you'll separate them out, and you'll look at it holistically, and you'll name each account, you will better achieve financial goals because every single dollar is going into an account that has a name on it, and it is intended for a certain purpose right? It's intended for a certain purpose. Now, uh, I did have a client, uh, that wanted to be extremely intentional about managing their finances. Um, and so they opened three separate savings accounts with an online bank. Mercy fund was going to be one. They wanted to go on this, this vacation, uh, for number two. And then they had a down payment that they were trying to save for, for a new house. They started by automating $25 a week into each of those accounts. And then every few months, they would increase it by 10 or 20, depending on how their income kind of allowed. Within the first year, they had built up 
over $5,000 across the three savings goals, right? Unexpected bill hit, boom, they were able to cover it without ever touching their travel or their down payment funds because they had that emergency fund and they were building it up, right? This example kind of shows you that separating the money into multiple accounts, automating the transfers to create that consistency can pay off because those small little amounts that you're transferring in will truly, truly add up. So they have the three goals, right? They wanted to go on this travel, this vacation. They wanted to get their house. They want to buy a house with this down payment. And they and they also were trying to build their emergency fund and grow it. Um, and you can see how for most people out there, that bill that got that set them back a little bit would have derailed them. And they would have been like, well, there goes my vacation. Well, there goes my house down payment. I guess that's, you know, I'm trying to draw this out a little bit more. But this this client was ready. They were ready and they were able to attack that problem and get after it because they used the power of separating accounts. And then obviously they were they were taking advantage of the share saving strategies that that, that I talked about in a previous episode. So go check that out. But um not gonna not gonna dive any deeper into that one. But they were using all of these things and they were they were saving money um exactly the way they needed to. And they were able to cover that expense, didn't touch their house down payment, didn't touch their travel fund. Bills covered, life goes on, zero stress, zero stress. So you can see that, you know, all of these things are super beneficial. And so when you probably saw the name of this episode, you're like, separate accounts changing my life. What? I hope that you see there's value. There's truly value. And it it goes beyond just saying, well, I'm just going to open up this other account, move the money. Like there's huge financial benefits, but there's also these like psychological, emotional benefits of keeping those accounts separate. So I, I, I do, I encourage you to think about it. I encourage you to look into it. I encourage you to figure out how this may could benefit you because the biggest thing you can do is do what's best for you to take control of your personal finances. Because the whole goal about this is that right now, the decisions you make, you're building the life you want tomorrow by taking control of your finances today. So take control of them. Do what it takes to, to stand apart from everyone else because right now, we are living in, in a society where we're ridden by debt and we are not properly managing money. And it's little things like this, like little like nuggets like this that could put you over the top. It could put you right where you want to be. So take that and run with it. I uh, hope you found benefit in it. I hope that you can take advantage of it. Now, if you are ready to take control of your finances and you just need someone to be with you along the way, talk with you, walk with you, talk through goals, talk through strategy, talk through everything that it takes to be successful with personal finances, head over to my website, thefinancialmirror.org and hit book now in the middle of the screen. Free consultation, set it up. We'll talk for about 15 minutes. We'll really learn about each other and how I can possibly help. If there is a possibility that, that, you know, this is the route forward and and you want to hire on me as a financial coach, we will walk through and we'll get you right where you want to be. If you do want to give an extra dose of support to the stream, head over to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash shop, pick you up some awesome financial mirror gear. Always good uh, to see people picking up gear and, and utilizing that to show off uh, the financial mirror and what it is doing for you in your life. I truly appreciate everyone tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and share this episode So you can let listeners know that they can learn more about their personal finances and really take ownership of the way forward and how their financial journey goes. 
you are listening to us on a podcast platform your, of your choice, don't forget to leave a five-star review and a rate and comment. It does go a long way in getting this message out to more and more listeners. Till next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.